Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. Um, Because we're all wearing the exact same thing we were on the last podcast, that means that we recorded these back to back, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, this is my podcast shirt, right? <laughs> I always put on my podcast shirt. Some of you might be might be glad to hear this, though. Um, we are going to get some new LSL shirts, right? Eventually, I'm we're working so on darn, that. We're so darn frugal around here, right? Oh, we man. keep our overhead low. But Mike Kwong, um, we're meeting with him and we're offering different things. He's like, I, I just would like, you know, kind of a collared, like, Life Success golf. Legacy Golf Shirt. We're like, golf oh, we, shirt. Can, we can do that. <laughs> we may surprise some of our listeners. That's right, man. We're going to be showing up in top hats and coattails. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks, guy, everybody, for joining us. Um, of our core five, we always talk about our core five. Shelly rarely joins us on our um, podcast, although we do have one in the future that we're going to interview her about. Um, but what we thought we would do is talk about kind of an updated history of LSL. We have a lot of new um, clients that maybe don't know where we came from and what we're about. What are our guiding principles? Why do we do things the way we do? Mm. Why are we all sitting in our homes rather than in an office? You know, those kinds of things. And so what we thought we'd do is take this episode to kind of give a historical view of who is LSL, who was LSL, who is LSL, how have we evolved over the years, um, and and just kind of share some of that with you all. Um, so to begin with, it all goes back to Nelson, Right. And that is our lineage. That is our tie. That is our history. And that started with Mike Everett's um, relationship with Nelson Nash. So, Mike, why don't you take us back to the very beginning of how LSL got started and how you hitched your wagon to Nelson Nash and the infinite banking concept? Well, so I remember when I first got started, and this will be a little bit redundant early on, but then we'll move pretty quickly. You know, when I first got started, I, I remember following Nelson around. If he was in Dallas, I was in Dallas. If he was in Scottsdale, I was in Scottsdale. If he was in Lincoln, I was there. St. Louis, I'm telling you what, I, I would be all over the country doing this with him. So I, what, I started. What were, you drive, what were you driving at that point just for? 97 F-150. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I, so we got the 97 F-150. I'm telling you, it was a, it was a, well, in 05, 06, it was an awesome vehicle, by the way. Mm-hmm. But let's move through. I mean, we, this thing used to be everywhere and anywhere. So basically what Nelson explained was there wasn't enough of us. So really what we needed to do was we needed to go out and share the message of IBC. It was really just going. And so I literally didn't know anything about anything. And so I started, I started here locally. My, my territory branched out to where I was driving to Missouri. I was driving in Iowa. I was driving to Nebraska. I was driving everywhere imaginable. 
and meeting with clients one-on-one. So I would, gosh, it's so funny. I was going through my closet the other day and I pulled out my little portable uh, screen. I have a little four foot portable screen and I had a little tiny projector. I'd set this up on the kitchen table and I'd set the the screen up on the uh, uh, kitchen countertop and literally my one of my earpods just went down. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay, perfect. But um, basically what I would do is do individual presentations to every single family. And sometimes I'd do two, three, four a day. Hmm. Uh, I would roll home between, <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be nice about this, 10 and 11 o'clock at night after leaving at 8 or 8.30 in the morning and be gone all day. And I did this literally uh, Sunday to Sunday. And uh, my life was so wrapped up in IBC. And then all of a sudden I realized, ooh, this isn't going to work. And so we started to kind of change our format. And I did this up through probably 2012. Yes. (laughs) Isn't that about when you came on? Yes, and, and then I was we like, started this doing this for all your clients, and we we just <laughs> literally totally freaked out because we were gone and doing and working. I mean, it was hard to breathe because mm-hmm. if people actually wanted to do this, we had a whole raft of people we were doing meetings for the next two, three, four days a week. But now we're doing applications, and it's Chris and I, and we're completely out of control. I mean, we're doing applications at midnight. Or 7 a.m. in the morning because we had work. All the other time, yeah. Yeah, and so then all of a sudden you go to 2000, what was it, Crawford, 15? Yeah, that's when I joined, 2015. 2015. And and we had kind of changed our format, and what we were doing was we were doing webinars and boot camps in a little bit bigger situation where we would have we we rented a space and we would have a friday night webinar and we'd have a saturday morning boot camp we'd provide snacks on the evening we'd provide dinner uh, or lunch on the uh, saturday boot camp and i'm telling you all of a sudden it like totally made sense we weren't driving all over the countryside but we had people were coming from all over the, we had people from oklahoma Missouri. We had people coming from uh, Canada to come do these two-day seminars. We had a couple guys come from Texas, and we were going, wow, why didn't we do this earlier? This is so uh, less hard on us emotionally and physically. And, and then- Time with family. Yeah. And then so we started doing this, and then, then we were doing this kind of thing in, in different states and different- I mean, we were literally all over the place doing these. And all of a sudden, LSL's family, and I'm talking about the family of clients and everything started to expand. People were referring people, and then we had to go back to these places, and we were doing this all. And literally, we were going to Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri. We even went- South uh, Carolina. Yeah, we've been all over the place. And Florida- Remember when we did this in Florida for a bunch yeah. of uh, um, pilot train? Yeah, pilot. Pilots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I call them fighter pilots. Yeah. But uh, then all of a sudden we get kind of moving along and COVID hits. 
Now, keep in mind, we were doing either GoToMeeting or, or Zoom from 0506. Chris came on board. We were still doing GoToMeeting, but then when when uh, Crawford came on, we kind of learned a little. Crawford's our IT guy, man. He, fig he figures out all kinds of intense, fun, easier stuff. And uh, then all of a sudden, we started doing these Zoom calls during COVID. But we didn't have to figure anything out. We were already doing this. So, you know, this thing started to expand because then we started doing, oh, this would have probably been 18, 19. We were doing Monday night webinars twice a month. We were doing uh, once a month or once every six or eight weeks, we were doing boot camps. And that has been a continued uh, schedule for us since then, but yet, we realized that we weren't doing webinars and boot camps for five to seven people. The numbers began to grow exponentially. And we were, you know, we'd sometimes have a Monday webinar where there's 13 to 15 people. And then we had this crazy guy from Texas uh, come on board with us and he starts bringing his folks. And we had one, we had one webinar where we had, 52 53 people we had one boot camp where we had like 65 people on there now this thing has grown exponentially we've probably never had more fun in our professional lives but yet we've got to get back to our family who are we yeah yeah you know we've got us four and mm -hmm. shelly and then, of course, we've had an opportunity to think, uh, I guess, uh, in a greater capacity of what our family looks like and how we're still going to be able to care and service our existing client base in a way that we as a team feel is necessary in order to continue the educational piece of IBC and help people to understand IBC and utilize it at the highest level. So, um, so Mike's given kind of the historical of, of how it's grown and um, how it started with, you know, following Nelson Nash and um, learning as much as he could from Nelson as his mentor, as we have, um, as the number of clients that we serve has grown, we have always held true to being an educational organization. We have 100%. specifically chosen to keep our overhead low. That explains why we all office out of our own homes. That's yep. also geographically because, you know, Mike Kwong is down in, in Houston. But um, part of that is also to keep our overhead low. We and, and we have intentionally took a stand that we do not charge for our coaching, our ongoing coaching. And that ongoing coaching really goes back to one of the driving elements of LSL, and that is our why we exist phrase, mm -hmm. right? Our statement of why we exist. It is to inspire financial hope and freedom by teaching little known truths while investing in long-term trusting relationships. That drives, that is foundational, that drives everything we do. Now we go even deeper into that and um, I'll highlight a few of these things. These are things that we have added over the years and it's not really like we, oh, here's what we want to be. 
it's more like an archaeologist than when they're digging up stuff and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it was already here, right? That's what we've been doing as an archaeological dig. And who is LSL at the core? I'm just going to share a couple of things. One is, what business are we in? And this, this, this will tell you what we do. We teach and coach IBC using properly designed traditional whole life insurance. That's it. That's what we do. That it is ain't sexy. Lane. It is not sexy, <laughs> right? How are we different? We treat clients as humans, not commissions. That's super important to us. We are IBC purists. We, as a team, have shared leadership. That What that means is we value each other's strengths, but we also recognize and appreciate each other's challenges, right? We're all humans. We all have our deficits, right? But we know that about each other, and we're all very unique and different, and we support each other in those ways, and we highlight our strengths. And lastly, education to build confidence and competence for our clients. Now, those are a couple of things that kind of are the, you know, you can sink your teeth into of what life success and legacy is about. Um, Mike Kwong and Mike Crawford, you guys both came on. First of all, we'll just say everybody who has joined the team, we're not looking to add people. We're uh, Mike Kwong jokes. He's like, man, like it was a two year interview for me. Right. <laughs> right. We weren't looking for it. We say if we bring somebody on one, they are, have to already be a client. They yep. have to be passionate about IBC. And, and the reason is, as you go through our process as a client, it is like the most thorough, involved interview process you could ask for. We know your marriage, if you're married. We know your finances. We know if you do policy loan repayments. We know if you're disciplined. We know all these things about you by the time we even talk about joining the team. Yep. And when we talk about someone joining the team, it's because that person adds something we need that we don't currently have. For example, um, Mike Crawford is a genius for us, right? I use that, to, that term because in the context of our team, he is a genius in his areas, right? He don't may not be all, a genius in the world. Don't get him all blown up over there. But amongst <laughs> us mere mortals, he's a genius when it comes in his area. So Crawford added something to us that we needed. Crawford is not like the most amazing IBC sales guy, right? That's not his niche. But what he brings to us is the tech, the efficiency, the mm -hmm. math, those kinds of pieces, the software that Mike Everett and I didn't have. We needed a Mike Crawford on our team. Mike Kwong brought a whole nother set of things, but he had to kind of prove himself over a period of time. And then it just kind of naturally happened. Mike Kwong, can I ask you, yeah. as one of the most recent uh, um, people to join our team, what was it about LSL, the values, your experience as a client, et cetera, that, that you were like, I would like to be a part of this group? Yeah, I mean, like I said, the first uh, exposure we had, you know, my wife, Pay and I, uh, to LSL was through the <laughs> podcasts, right? We, we loved doing our long distance road trips. And on those road trips, we'll often binge on podcasts. And we went through, you know, uh, a bunch of yours. Uh, and we were like, we got to talk to these guys. So we soon did, you know, and 
we actually had our IBC policies from before, but we hadn't done a whole lot with it um, because you know we'd soon learned that IBC isn't just the product or a policy you buy. It's something. It's a practice, you know, with with the way you finance, you know, mm-hmm. cash flow and things like that. And it's a, it, you know, it's banking. So you guys taught us that, and we were able to turn the wind current, like we always talk about, right? In the traditional sense, and and we benefited tremendously as as clients, first of all. But what also struck me was the the patience, you know, that that you guys have uh, in talking about something like money, which is, you know, it's 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 a touchy thing, and for some people, it's very emotionally charged. But you know, like you said, you know, we focus on relationships and trust, uh, and that was that spoke, you know, spoke to us. Um, and just to see how dedicated to education, you know, it, you really have to understand this, you know, to to get it. Um, and I appreciated that that process that we went through to learn about it and take ownership because, you know, I think that's a really powerful thing when you're dealing with your money, not to just give it off to someone else, right? But to be able to be a steward, a responsible steward of your capital uh, mm. in what that IBC can allow for, right? That's uh, a good word. So, so all those things, you know, really spoke to us. And, and as far as joining the team, just to see you guys like on the podcast, educating people, you know, making money a comfortable topic, first of all, to talk about that, you know, isn't scary anymore, right? That's a big, that's a big deal for a lot of folks. Yeah. Uh, but then just knowing that, you know, it was a focus on education. And like Nelson says, you know, getting people to know what's going on, right? Opening their eyes and minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that impressed me a lot. And, and being able to share that, you know, to teach it, you know, because for, for years, you know, my wife too, we were teachers. Uh, I have a degree in that and and I love teaching. I always have, it didn't matter whether it was, you know, math or social studies, English. Um, but here with IBC, it was something that I could teach and, and really was passionate about that benefited us. Like, you know, no other of those, you know, uh, school subjects have necessarily in a way that, you know, could focus, um, on the student who really wants to learn this, right? I'm, I'm not talking to 30 kids, you know, trying to jump out the window anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I get to talk to someone or any of us do, table like Mike started or over a Zoom, like I have to, you know, um, it's great. It's, it's, it's one-on-one, it's personal, it's real and it's relevant. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how I came aboard and I was, Really happy that you guys took me on. And like I said, the two-year interview, you know, I knew like you guys already had it going, you know, so I didn't feel like I needed, you know, I didn't know that you guys were even looking. So there was kind of a dance as you remember, right? Mm-hmm. I loved what you guys did, but I didn't know like how I could fit in. Yeah. So, but those, were- those things kind of reveal themselves over time, I think. And we've never, we've tried to stay away from forcing it. And, you and know, I remember having a conversation, Mike Kwong, and saying, um, have you ever considered being a part of the LSL team? And you were like, oh, I've always wanted to be a part of the LSL team. I'm like, well, why didn't you say something? <laughs> right. So for Mike Kwong, you know, the piece that he adds to, uh, he adds a lot of different things, but but one is that teaching element, right? He is a teacher and he's good at that. And he's incredibly good both um, orally as well as in written language of teaching concepts. Um, but he also um, touches 
um, on the passive income piece. And that's an area where the rest of us haven't really spent as much time mm -hmm. focusing on. And he brought a lot of exper personal experience and knowledge around passive income and how to leverage IBC for passive income. That in addition to just um, a population that Mike Kwong connects with, it, it's much more a different population than our original um, IBC, Midwestern, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Yep group, um, which I really love that the faces of the LSL client base has gotten very diverse. And that to me is super exciting. And that is really a, a tribute to Mike uh, and pay as well, your relationships that you guys foster. So Mike, ever, were you getting ready to jump in and say something? Um, shoot. Made you forget. Sorry. Went too long. No, 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 no. I, I was, I was thinking about something Mike Kwong said, not, it, if it comes back, I'll I'll, okay. I'll bring it up. Yeah, Mike I can't Crawford, remember it right now. Um, from your perspective, joining on the team, um, I'm I'm almost imagining like when you first saw Mike Everett and Chris Bay, you're like, dude, these guys need help. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's the story I'm telling myself in my head is that you're like, these guys need me so bad, they don't even know it. <laughs> Well, you know, my abbreviated version of how I really got hooked up with Mike Everett was I was working at a small tech company in a small town south of Lawrence, Kansas, and um, he lived in that same town for um, a very long time, and he walked in the front door, which doesn't happen at a company like this very often. He had a whole bundle of things with him, you know, book, books and brochures and pamphlets and, you know, sticky notes and, you know, passwords and um, you know, all this stuff. And he said, he basically was like, Hey, I hear I need to talk to you. And I was like, I don't even know who you are. And he was like, well, but knowing you now, I can totally like see you going, who is this whack? I, I, I just had no idea. And, um, so he sits down at my, at my desk and he asks me to look over his current website and some of the information he had. And, you know, after a few minutes of conversating, you know, and me kind of waxing intellectual to try to get the sale, um, he goes, <laughs> he goes, all right, I don't care about any of that. Just tell me how much. And um, I was like, well, whatever it was. And he goes, all right, where do I sign? And I had to drop a contract right then and there on the spot. He left a check <laughs> with me and he left that bundle of paperwork there with me. And I remember jokingly and seriously I literally took <laughs> that stuff and put it in the bottom drawer of my desk. And I was like, that guy's nuts. And I'll probably <laughs> never touched that paperwork again. And, <clears throat> you know, as I was rebuilding the website, you know, at the time, that's what we did. We were a tech company. We built sites and software and applications and, you know, the sets and the others. And um, I was building the website. That was my, my task at the moment. And I remember I was reading some of the information on the old website and I was like, this is really interesting, you know, and this is just a few years, I, I, seven, I guess, after the market crash of, um, six, after the 08 market crash. And so it's still fresh in my brain because I was a younger person at the time and everybody says, oh, you'll be okay. But I was like, man, that was a, that hurt, you know, even as a young guy that didn't have a ton invested. And so, you know, fast forward those six, seven years and I'm reading this information on his website and and I was like, you know what, this is making more and more sense. So I remembered he had left Nelson's book with me and as part of this 
you know, packet of information. And I literally did grab it. And I did the first cardinal sin that you don't do in IBC. And I read the book after nine o'clock and yeah. um, finished it probably around 1030, 1045. And at the time, my wife was pregnant with our son, who's now eight. And um, I remember I went to bed and I didn't startle her because you don't wake a sleeping, you know, pregnant woman. And um, I, I got up the next morning and I probably word vomited for about 10 minutes while she was trying to get ready. And she goes, I don't have time for this. This is another conversation, you know? And so fast forward, I went to my first boot camp. same thing. I just, I took three and a half pages of notes at the boot camp, and I was just fired up. And it was just a few short months later after my son was born that I realized a change was needed, not just financially, but also professionally. And, um, I, at that time started my first policies in April of, uh, 2015 and um, joined the team, which wasn't really a team. We were all sort of working independently, but sort of collectively, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And I realized very quickly that my role may not have been directly related to outside sales as much as it was to how to create and, um, efficiencies and, and grow the team from a technological perspective. And so I very quickly learned that that would probably be my role. And this mm. podcast is a, a exact <clears throat> example of that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit terrifying to us um, because each of the people on our team, including Shelley, has such a specific role and a specific set of skills that we can't duplicate. I just remembered what this was, and it's yeah. absolutely perfect for after yeah. what Crawford just said. So. Kwong said this, and now I'm going to tie it to both of them. He said, if you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. And we share this with everybody. Sorry. It's such a big deal when you're changing people's lives. And, and I'm talking about now our, our core team. I've seen our lives change because we're changing other people's lives. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we do all of this for no money, it is time investment and it's the trusting long-term relationships, but sharing the truths about money and creating this and inspiring this potential hope and freedom that everybody thought was possible when they were in their 20s and 30s. That is not possible because of the system. Yeah, right. So all we're doing is we're bringing a, a, a different system for people to ponder, think, educate themselves about. And when you get that, if you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm telling you, this happens to us time and time again in, in our journey, in the path that we have gone as a team. The fact that we are we are still continuing to meet, we're still continuing to be a collective source of, hey, we make decisions as an organization together. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you know, because Chris and I are the owners of the agency, you know, it, it the the big responsibility falls up here, but yet we're a team and the the Trusting long-term relationships isn't just about our clients. It's about these people right here that you see. 
So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create this not only inside our team, but globally kind of sorta outside our team so people will know, hey, this is a real deal. And uh, man, I get flat out excited. I still tell people, I go, you know, I said, Chris tries to only ask me now once a year, like, when do you think you'll retire? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> no, I do I, not. I, 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 do not. I, I, try to, I try to throw this on Chris and I go, golly, I'm having way, way, way too much fun. And Nelson retired at age 87 when he died. Yeah. And I said, so i got 20 strong years left. There you go. <laughs> Let's there go. You go. I think, you know, I think, Mike, you hit on something that's really important there. You know, as a team, we we work together and challenge one another as an organization, but we also challenge our clients, right? Like we, and I, I mean that in like a respectful manner, right? You know, we, it, when clients come to us with questions and concerns, you know, we get, I don't know about you guys, I don't have nearly as many like recurring clients that come to me that I coach, you know? But I get emails from those small handful, a couple of handfuls of clients pretty frequently about little things like, hey, we had a, you know, uh, something with our septic go bad. What would we do? You know, we had, you know, I get clients that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and so it's about friendships. It's about the friendships, but we challenge them to think outside the box and thus they come back to us to ask those questions. I'm not saying we're geniuses. I'm not trying to say we are better than, but it's just we've created that foundation in that relationship with that, that family or those clients. And the, they want our opinion on how things should function with their financial picture. And they respect and they, they almost, you know, desire us to challenge them to be better with their money. And I think that that's a testament to the five of us, you know, four on the screen and Shelly and how we function as an organization in general. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to throw in, you know, th- this whole trusting long-term relationship thing isn't just about IBC, which that's really what you're what you're talking about. I have clients just like that. I IBC is just a it's just a a concept. It's just a system. It's a strategy. What happens outside that is where we come in. And you know, I it was so funny. I had a I had a client out in Southern California. I'm going to tell you that the second Friday of every single month, this guy would call me at two o'clock. That's noon his time. He would get off. He would have his lunch break. He would call me every time, and he would have some kind of idea. But it really didn't have anything to do with IBC. It was a. It was the fact that this this trust that we had created, this friendship that we had created. He would ask me about crazy stuff. Now, it wasn't a septic system, but it was kind of like that mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, and the cool thing about it is we have no emotional attachment to people's money. Mm-hmm. It's their money. It's their plan. They get to do it. We just get to be right next to them and help them think through as coaches and educators and teachers. We're just providing a a different thought process, a way in which they can think differently about this. And as time goes along, you see this change in them. And I hate to say it, but I'm going to look at the three of these other guys on, and it's like a proud father. It's a big deal (laughs) when you get to see this kind of thing, because 
let's just take the guy in the top corner out for a second and say I graduate. Does LSL fold? It does not. Nope. It goes on in, per- in perpetuity. That's a big 50 percenter. Yeah. So <laughs> I have clients asking me all the time. So if something happens to you, what do you, what do we do? I go, you got a whole crew that's going to stand right there with you. You don't have to continue to call me. I said, if you think I'm checking out, text Chris, text Kwong, text Crawford. I said, they're going to give you the same answers that I do. It's super fun. I can't believe we get to do this. I'm serious. So I'm Sorry. Touch on a couple other um, key people, key people involved with the oh, yeah. LSL team. Um, we do have um, a, a variety of associate coaches. And that is typically someone who they're a client, already a client, but yep. they love IBC and they've chosen to get licensed. And so what happens is those folks can send, either can either send people to us and then we take, take their contacts through our process, just like we always would. Right. And then because they're licensed, we can write them in on a percentage of the commission. Great. We also have some associate coach who like to take a more active role and they want to participate in the coaching. And Mike Kwong is an example of that. He started as an associate coach and kind of worked his way into, we felt a need of what he provided. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to add him to our team. We thought that would expand the abilities of LSL. So we do have some, uh, a variety of associate coaches, but we also have some key people. One is Shelly. Um, Forbes, which all of our clients know Shelly. She is the glue, as Mike Everett says. Um, <laughs> Shelly Shelley and Todd were clients of ours. Um, they were a contact of mine. We developed a friendship like we always do. <laughs> Shelly, um, we were working on her plan and she was in customer service for uh, in corporate America. She had been doing customer service for probably 13, 15 years, but did not love <laughs> the work she was doing. She loves customer service, just not necessarily the company that she was working for. So as we were working on her plan, I'm asking her things. And eventually it just evolved to us saying, look, we've grown enough and we need someone to kind of help us with customer service. And um, we're wondering if that is something that you would consider. And Todd, actually, um, Shelly and Todd and I were all three at a chiropractor. We shared the same chiropractor. And Shelly went to the restroom and, and Todd turned to me and said, you need to hire my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I think, I think you're right, actually. We actually had the job description written for Shelly's position for two years before we found the right person. One of the things I learned back in my principal days is it's better to not fill a position with the wrong, don't fill it with the wrong person. It's right. better to not fill it and wait for the right person. And when Shelly came along, it was hand in glove. She is one of the few individuals I know on this planet that can deal with me and also deal with Mike Everett. (laughs) Right? It's magic because Todd is like a rural Mike Everett, right? He is. (laughs) The two other people I want to touch on, um, Jeff King is a longtime friend and client of LSL. And um, Jeff's in his 60s and has had a career um, in ministry and teaching and counseling, has taught counseling classes at the university level. And I used to do the dream conversation with all of our clients. And then Shelly started doing dream conversations. 
Um, but eventually we got to the place where Jeff King was actually the best of all of us because of his, his background and his experience. And so we asked Jeff, his role with LSL is we just have our clients do the dream conversation. And then we 1099 him for doing the dream conversations with people. And then he gives us kind of a, a printout, a report of, of his conversation with people. And he's amazing at it. So all of, almost all of our clients get an opportunity through the dream conversation um, to get to know Jeff King. Uh, and he's amazing at that. And then Haley David Schofer, who we recently did an interview with, expressed interest in, in participating with the team as well. And we had a need. Uh, one, she's an associate coach. So any of her clients she sends to us, she's, she's a part of that. But we also had a need for, um, because of the number of um, applications that we do, we wanted to have some, some additional people trained in that ability. So Haley also has now been trained in how to do applications and she helps yep. us out with those. And we, you know, we take care of her in that capacity as well. So those are some key people uh, on our team. Shelly is a part of our core five and then Haley and Jeff are kind of ancillary team members, but they're not involved in the data. Tentacles. Decisions. Yeah, Ten tentacles, tentacles for us. Exactly. <laughs> I want to share um, one more thing. Um, we have what's called our LSL play sheet, which is like, you know, you think about when you take little kids bowling and they've got those, those gutter guards, right? The bumpers <laughs> that they put in the gutters. These are our gutter guards. These are our bumpers, right? They keep us in our lane. And mm. uh, this part is the qualities that we look for in our team members and our clients. Okay. So if you want to know if like, we're a good fit for you. These things that we've shared um, will help you know if we're a good fit for you because we're not fancy, right? No. We're not, we're not, we stay in our lane. We are about relationships. Mike Everett and I will show you our policy trackers. Yep. We don't care. I'll show you my $400,000 of loans I have against my policy. We don't care. I'll show you our, I think we're up to 11 or 12 policies now, right? We are open like that. So here are some of the things that we sh that we look for, not only in our team members, but also our clients. Number one, being fired up about IBC. That no. is a non-negotiable, okay? <laughs> family first and family-like. What we mean by that is within our team and then also with our clients, family comes first. I was out for a few days just previously at a family wedding and a reunion. Everybody else allowed me to do that. And I was off the grid. Shelly right now is at her husband, at her son's uh, wedding at a destination mm -hmm. wedding. We got her, we're covering her things. She's not accepting emails right now. And we're covering that, right? Family comes first and family like, just think about what it's like for you, the listener with your family. Okay. You have fun. You make fun of each other. Sometimes there's conflict. You make up. That is what we're like, right? You know as 100% what we're like, and transparent and real. What we're sharing with you on this podcast is exactly what we're about, right? Yep. We are transparent and we are real. We're just like you. We see this as we're all in this, including you, the listeners. We're all in this together. We're yeah. trying to learn from each other, share from each other. We want success for everybody. Mike touched on this earlier. My way of saying this is, he said it was more than just IBC, okay? 
the way I say it is we are all trying to help you and ourselves create the lives we want. And typically that has a financial element. So, oh, by the way, we teach IBC, which is this amazing concept, right? But really what we're about is helping people create the lives they want. That's what we're about. So, okay. Any other, um, Mike Everett, I know this is kind of a little extra piece, but we talked about retention or persistency. Sometimes people wonder, like in the life insurance industry, man, people buy policies, they trade out policies, they do stuff all the time. Yeah. Our clients, when we say we're about long-term trusting relationships, one way to quantify that is what a life insurance company counts as your persistency or retention rate. Can you explain that? And then, and then actually quantify that for our listeners. Well, so let's just take the last 19 years of my life. Since I started LSL, um, we, the, the insurance company gives us a, a really an ongoing persistency. So how long do people actually keep their policies in force? That's yeah. really so what, what percentage of the people that you've done policies with, how many of those are still in force? 97 to 98%. Yeah. Which is a, when, when our RVP actually calls us and says, dude, what's a, what's an RVP for the oh, regional vice president. He's like our, our top connect that we go to with the insurance company and they go, we don't have anybody else with this kind of retention. And we go back to, our team's core principles mm-hmm. of exactly what Chris was talking about. We want to teach people, educate people. We want them to have their families at the highest level. We want people to understand IBC at, at the level that they're capable of grasping IBC. But yet it all comes back to Nelson's five principles as we are doing this. And as we are you know, continually educating our people, people are going, these guys really care. And I, and I'm not trying to blow our horn. It's just that I've actually had people say that to us, that they've never had a group of people invest in us. So I said this early on in the podcast, our average client slash buying family is somewhere between six and 10 hours of invested time before they'll move forward with IBC. That's a lot of time, but it only costs you time. It costs you no money. Mm -hmm. I don't know any other organization in the country that's doing that. And we're having a little bit of minor fun with it. Along the way. Yeah. Mike Kwong, Mike Crawford, any any closing comments either of you would like to make about the uh, updated history of LSL? Well, I'm just really proud, you know, to be part of the team, uh, to have blessed, you know, for all the things that we've enjoyed through, you know, meeting you guys and, and getting to work with you guys every day. And I'm excited for where we're headed. So I agree with that. It's a fun future for us to look through. And mm. we're always working on, you know, new ways to communicate, educate, and connect our clients as well as the, the people that work with us. Um, and I think that that's, you know, 
the goal of any organization that you see health, a healthy organization is that they're always looking to find ways to improve themselves. And that's something I always think LSL does a good job at. Absolutely. Good stuff. So hopefully our listeners, this gives you a, a kind of a, a look back as to where LSL started and where it has grown and the people we have added and why we've added them. And as we add new people in the future, if we choose to, um, it will be for those very specific reasons. And bottom line is to make sure that we are able to continue to add the high quality value and relationship to our clients. Uh, again, we're not just adding people so that we can get bigger. That's not our intention. We are more no. about quality than quantity. And we will uh, we commit to continuing to do that for you, our clients. So the three mics, thanks for joining. And Shelly, who's at her husband, or, sorry, her husband's, her, her son's <laughs> wedding, at her son's wedding right now. We miss you, Shelly. Uh, my email box is blowing up now that you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you. And she is an integral part of our team. Um, and listeners, thanks for joining in. And we'll catch you on our next episode of Life Success Legacy Podcast. Bye.